What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Mirror Driving. I'm Brayson, and I'm here with my normal co-host, Evan. Normal? All right, Evan, how are you doing today on a fine Sunday morning? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, watching some baseball right now, so that's great. All right, pretty good. Did you uh, wake up at 7.55 this morning for the lack of an F1 race? 7.56, to be exact. Yeah, about the same here. Um, so... Last night was the NASCAR Cup Series regular season finale from Daytona. And with that, let's start our In the Mirror segment where we just discuss what happened last night. But first, Evan, what were your thoughts on the race as a whole? Honestly, I thought it was actually a pretty good race for, you know, not knowing going into it or what we would have with the change of the package. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, obviously, right now, Jeff Clark, Jeff Clark's poll – uh, it was looking pretty good. Uh, no free shout-outs, by the way. Um, it looked like, to me, the the top line was always the place that everybody wanted to go, but all of your momentum and the runs were always in the bottom, in the middle. Um, or as NBC called it, the energy. Um, yeah, other than that, I thought it was a pretty good race, especially with the craziness on the last 15 laps or so. But yeah, what would you think about it? Uh, I thought it was actually a fantastic race. I lo- we said this last episode. It's so good that they do the regular season finale at Daytona. Love that decision. It, it, I think that race was everything NASCAR wanted. You had a lot of clean pack racing, a lot of lead changes. Chase Elliott led a lot of laps. And then you had a big wreck at the end. Um, and they had a popular winner. So NASCAR should be quite happy with what they got out of it. And um, as a fan, couldn't really ask for anything more. Uh, it would have been cool to see... Um, someone win like their way into the playoffs, but a Ryan Blaney sweep two in a row isn't the worst thing in the world. I'm sure you like that. I'll buy this idea. Yeah. I mean, I did agree. I did. Uh, I did like that a lot. Um, it's definitely a lot better than, you know, having Indianapolis as the regular season finale. So we thought that was a great idea. Yeah. Um, I, agree. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that Denny Hamlin wasn't, you know, wasn't uh, needing a win to Indianapolis to get in. So, because we don't know how that goes. But anyways, um, what's, your, what's on your mind? Other than that comment you just made, um, <laughs> I want to give some props to Rick Ware Racing and Live Fast, as they both got strong top tens yesterday. BJ McLeod finishes ninth for Live Fast, and Josh Balicki gets tenth. And I think that's pretty incredible for those small teams. And honestly, Josh Balicki deserves it. He was the only Rick Ware card not to wreck with his teammates in what was uh, an unfortunate caution, 19 to go. Three Rick Ware cars wadded up right for the Chevys and Toyota's pit. So. Yeah, right in the middle of the of the pit sequence. But- Literally like <laughs> a lap or two for the pit. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, like, had that, you know, had that, not, had that caution not come out, you know, we would be talking about either a Ford or a Chevrolet winning the race. They, they were a lot faster packed up than the, the well, Ford we were. Talk about a Ford win. Well, yeah, yeah, but, you know, just, you know. In general, that didn't happen, but it did. So it did happen. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what Rick Ware was doing there. I how do you, I uh, I watched the race in a Discord call with my buddy, and the scenes of seeing three cars spinning, and you're like, oh man, and then you see the 51, and you're like, oh, of course it's a Rick Ware car, and you see the 15, and you're like, oh, and then you see the 53, and you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah, like, you're like get off the track. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was. I think now now they're back into the bottom three. Uh, Fifty one car is so. <clears throat> I think it's three points to the good actually, in terms of the charter. I think I saw that last night. I have no idea. I'll go back and look. But I believe I saw this morning three to the bad. So I don't know if we can go back and look, and then we'll figure it out. Um, at the end of the day, that's not even really worth talking about. Rick Ware, man, just yeah. Hopefully they're better next year, like at least semi competent. Um. Yeah, you were talking about that big wreck at the end. Uh, I think NASCAR <laughs> nailed it with this new pla- uh, package. I saw a picture on Twitter that Kevin Harvick's car got a little bit of lift on the back stretch whenever he got turned. Uh, if this was the old package, as in the package they used at Talladega a few months ago, I think Kevin Harvick is literally flying. Like, flying. Yeah, He was going can- so fast. It got spun so fast that he would have been flipping. Yeah, it kind of looked eerie of, you know, Joe Lagana's wreck in April, but honestly didn't have the same result, which, thank the good Lord Fork is, you know. Dude, if you're second and you get turned backwards, literally in the middle of the track. Yeah. Like, he is getting hit, like, hard while flipping. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would have been was, a bad crash. Well, I think Joey's wreck was just coming to the end of the stage. I can't imagine the end of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just crazy. But, obviously, I was, you know, because uh, listening to Blaney's radio, yeah, he mentioned something about somebody flipping over and then, his father was like, no, nobody flipped. And he was like, oh, that's surprising. Um, which actually kind of was surprised. Uh, I thought when I saw the four get turned, he was going upside down. Yeah. Plus, in, in, uh, in the 500, you saw Brad get up in the catch fence. So he went – I mean, he didn't even turn over, but he got, he got airborne. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously nobody got airborne except for – also Dylan got kind of stuck. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that uh, – Imagine running and getting stage points all day, and then your teammate who you're racing for the final playoff spot gets wrecked early on, and he's smoking, and you think everything's going to go your way. And then not only do you get wrecked on the last lap, but you get wrecked to the point where you have to sit in your car in embarrassment because you literally can't drive away. You can't get out because the car's up in the air. Like, that's – I can't even think of a worse possible scenario. I mean, I guess maybe something a little worse. Um you know, there's a joke in there somewhere, but yeah. I don't know. I feel for Austin Dillon. I don't know how Tyler Reddick managed to finish. I guess what sixth, fifth, with the Chris Busher DNF. Fifth after or disqualification. Yeah. Um. Just insane. <clears throat> Tyler Reddick is so lucky. Yeah. Let's go through the uh, top ten here uh, at the end of the race after the Chris Busher disqualification. You got Ryan Blaney finished first. Bubba Wallace matching his best career finishes second. Uh, Ryan Newman finished in third, which I didn't even notice. Uh, then there's one name I see here that I've actually constantly seen the top six, seven at the plate races. That's Ryan Priest finishing fourth. You know, I've, I've looked in, as I was looking at the previous uh, about three years of all those Bebo races, and I saw, always saw Ryan Priest's name come up from top ten-ish. So I'm not really surprised there. Uh, Tyler Reddy fifth. Justin Haley finishes sixth. Alex Bowman seventh. Chase Elliott ninth. BJ McLeod. Ninth and Josh Willicky tenth, as previously stated. Um, obviously, a crazy top ten right there. Like I believe only what three of those have won a race this year. Um, so anyway, I mean, once again, then again on the last restart, you had Corey Joy pushing the heck out of Ryan on the last restart. Uh, Chris Busher was almost there, but then again, you know, he's kind of really out of it now. 
then you had you almost had Daniel Suarez in the ninety nine car could almost come up there and try to pass everybody on the last lap with uh Kurt Bush's help. Um Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that top ten? Uh, I think it's great. I agree with what you said about the Ryan Priest thing. He is always up inside the top ten at these plate races. He can. Just, I said that in the. Uh, I think the first episode when we made our our bets. Um, yep. He's always just inside the top ten, but he's never really around for the win. Yep. Um, which is this guy? I believe I had him in the uh, wouldn't bet money, but wouldn't be surprised category. Um, and I'm looking at Ryan Priest. He's sitting 27th in points, which is big. <laughs> Um, that is an uncharted race car. And the deal I've heard with Kroger and JTG Doherty is Kroger wants JTG to have two cars, but they only sponsor like 1.25% of a car. Uh, or I guess 125, 125% of a car every week. So like they don't really fully fund both cars, but they want them to have two. And with Ryan Priest being an open car, <coughs> your JTG, do you even bother bringing him to the playoff races or like, like, realist looking at it, he has 433 points. He is 20 points out of 24th. Uh, he's about 30... Oh, wait, where did he go? He's about 33 points out of 23rd. Like, I don't really see him getting into the top 20 in points. Like, I mean, well, yeah, obviously you want to bring him there because he's still... If, as long as I can still get sponsorship money for it, you know, they obviously still want to... Uh, because I believe they have what Kroger. Who else do they have? Um, I know they've lost about three point five million this year due to not having a charter for that seventy seven car. Well, obviously with the with the charter you get more winnings. So mm-hmm. it's just like the same thing with the college car this year, not having a charter, still winning it. Uh, indeed, you know obviously they didn't. Obviously the winnings aren't published anymore, but we can just assume that they didn't get as much as. I would assume they got less money than the 15th place car. Oh, I'm sure. Um, if if that was a charter car. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just something that I still think, obviously, you want to take a car because, obviously, you want still more – because, obviously, more cars you get, the more chances you get to win. But then again, with that park freeze, you know, you're not really able to bring your best to the track at all times. But I don't know. I think if I'm JTG, um, yes, our planning for next year. Uh, I'm sure Ryan Priest fans out there don't want to hear it, but it might be in JTG's best interest to look at like five or six of the upcoming tracks and looking at where Ryan has the best opportunity to maybe get a top 10, top 15. And they put some of that attention into the 47 because he, the 47 could legitimately still finish uh, 18th or 17th in points. Stenhouse is 20th right now. Um, <coughs> And obviously, the highest that a non-playoff driver can finish in points is 17th. So, I don't know. Yep. Yep. Let's look at some notables here from the uh, finish of last night's race. Uh, you had Kurt Busch in 12th, Denny Hamilton in 10th, Kevin Herbert in 15th, Corley Joy, who was up there on the second row in the, the check, green one checker restart, finished 16th. Uh, also Dillon 17th, Kyle Larson in 20th. Uh, then you had Joe Logano, 23rd. Matt DiBenedetto ending his playoff chances in 25th. David Starr, 27th. Well, I didn't notice that. Uh, Cody Ware in 28th, which is pretty good for that team. Um, hello. You good? 
you wait so much silent. Oh, I was just listening to you. Oh, okay. So we're we're editing that out, by the way. We are so editing that out. Um, yeah, Brackey's lost game 33rd. Calvish 34th. Then you had Michael McDowell and the Daytona 500 winner blow a motor and finish 39th. Uh, then you also had Chris Busher being disqualified with the illegal track bar mount and finished the 40th. Which, How was that not caught pre-race? I don't know. Uh, might have been something that, that could have been moved or put on a swivel, could move or something. I have no idea. Because um, obviously there's a bunch of moving parts in the race car. Going back to... But they said 20s. it was an illegal mount. So, like, was it just off by a couple, of like, millimeters or, like... Well, then again, plus two, you got more teardown for the top three. So... I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know why you would go to a Daytona in a must-win situation and trick up your car with a bunch of illegal stuff that you know will probably end up getting caught if you win. But... Who knows? Uh, got to wonder what the six had on, and that was illegal, too. Both cars technically finished top four. Well, obviously nothing. The six, obviously the six had nothing because you know they, they. Were, oh, that is true. They probably did tech them once he got moved up to third. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, maybe they didn't. Who knows? They probably done. I guess we'll, the world, well, the world may never know on that one. I'm I, looking I, at the results, and apparently there was only 15 cars technically running at the end. Uh, Orla Joy finishes 16th, and he got credit with the DNF. There's a bunch of 20 seconds through. 31st was still running too, quote-unquote. Talk about Corley real quick. He could have taken the lead on Ryan Blaney, I think, going down the back stretch with two to go. Um, maybe it was off turn two coming on the last lap, and Ryan Blaney blocked him. He could have turned low. He had the push, yeah, and he just sticks with Blaney and then ends up getting wrecked. Like, yeah. That was just a lack of experience and awareness for Corey Joy. I think next time he's in that position, he's cranking that damn wheel to the left as hard as he can go. Yeah. But. Yeah, one back watch replay of it. Uh, they were in the middle groove going into turn three because, I mean, he had Harvey pushing him hard. And all of a sudden, he just goes into turn four, turn three and just Blaney goes high and, they follow, and he follows him. So, I man, I was just like, well, that's kind of weird. But, you know, I'm sure. And obviously, like I said, the lack of awareness. On that part. Um, like, to I be know. fair, Corey LaJoy always hangs in the back in these races and kind of lucks his way into a top 10 just by avoiding the wrecks. And he said on his podcast this week he was going to be ballsy and actually go for the win. And we saw that. He took the lead and actually led a lap under green, like midway yeah. through, like, stage one or stage two. It was stage two. Uh, but he's just never really been around at the end to actually race for the lead. He didn't know what he was really – I don't know. I bet he wished he could have that moment back. Yeah. One thing I noticed too last night was a bunch of guys weren't taking the runs. They were all staying in line with uh, the car in front, which I kind of noticed was weird because usually, I mean, I'm not, I mean, obviously your teammates don't want to stick in line with, but, you know, I was noticing. Well, apparently. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, <laughs> I, noticed, I noticed a bunch of non teammates stuck in line together. I was just like, that's very weird considering, you know, everybody. Used to take all the runs they had with whenever they had the the wicker bill and more horsepower, but obviously I guess not this time. But anyway, so yeah, getting to Bubba, uh, finished third, and after Chris Busher got disqualified, coming to second. Uh, I believe it was right before the work caution. Uh, he 
was leading the Toyotas on the outside line, and then his spotter Freddie Kraft told him to, you know, get down whenever you can. We're pit, we're pitting soon. And uh, whenever as soon as majority of the Toyotas got clear, he decided to move down. I want to say it was Kyle Busch, I believe, like left him hanging, and so then like I believe it was four Toyotas passed him, and then all of a sudden they got down in front of him. So I, I believe that's what he's talking about in his post race interview, and he's talking about. You know, everybody's talking about him being a better teammate than all of a sudden he gets left out, um, which I kind of figured he would mention that because I saw it too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else Bubba could have done there. I don't think he could have done much else. I mean, he's just told to get down, and he got down whenever the majority of them were clear. Yeah, so, I agree. One of those, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Um, Let's start uh... – Closing this segment out a little bit. If you have anything else to say about the race, uh, that's about all I got for right now. I hope I got my. I'm glad I got my tears to Talladega. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, my buddy listening to this, maybe he'll get to go with me. So yeah, let's move on to fun at that race. Yeah, if if he goes, um, let's get on to the playoff standings. Uh, well, actually, before we do that, uh, uh, okay. send our well wishes to Kaz Grawl who hurt his foot in the race last night. Uh, hope that's nothing serious. Yeah, you mentioned he was on crushes and had a temp cast, so I don't know if he just sprained something or broke a bone in his foot. Obviously, you know, best wishes to him. Hopefully he gets he gets ready to go for Talladega. Um, that's what he mentioned his next race will be. But hopefully, you know, he gets rested up and, you know, get back to it. All right, but looking at the playoff grid, do you want to give us a rundown? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, well, hang on, just closed on my app. All right, so the playoff grid, you got <laughs> Kyle Larson with a massive point lead. Then Truex is second seed. Ryan Blaney, those last two wins have really helped. He's up to third. Kyle Busch, fourth. Chase Elliott, fifth. Alex Bowman, sixth. Denny Hamlin, seventh. William Byron, eighth. Joey Logano, ninth. Brad Keselowski, tenth. Kurt Busch, eleventh. Michael McDowell, twelfth. Christopher Bell, thirteenth. Eric Amarola, fourteenth. Tyler Reddick, 15th. And then rounding out the playoff grid is Kevin Harvick back there with two playoff points, 50 points behind Kyle Larson. What are your big takeaways here? Uh, obviously, you got to be Kevin Harvick only having two playoff points. Um, you know, he could have been 15th seed, but then Tyler Reddick came to Indianapolis and won two stages, and now he's in dead last. Uh, that and uh, what's it, probably Ryan Blaney having 24 stage points. Uh, obviously, that's way more than he, I, believe, I believe he's ever had in playoffs. So, I mean, obviously, hopefully, you know, that, I believe that first-round bye got to him, or first-round out last year got to him. Uh, Kyle Larson, he's light years ahead of everyone. He probably, he's probably a lock right now for the uh, Final Four. Uh, but then again, they said that about Kevin Harvick last year, too, and you saw where that turned. I think Larson's at least a lock to get to the round of eight, but. Oh, Definitely yeah, sure. If nothing weird happens, if nothing Mickey Mouse happens, he should be a lock. So, but then again, this is racing. That's why they race the race, not on paper. So, and but then honestly, again, you got uh, looking. At Ky- uh, Kevin Harvick does not have a stage win this year. He got those two points by being ninth in points. Yep. So. Yeah, but then again, you know, he won Darlington last year, and I don't know. I haven't, looked, I haven't looked at the stage or the spring results, but you know, obviously that's somewhere he's usually pretty good at. He's won a couple times there previously within the last decade, so I'm sure maybe he can look to get 
the dog to on the right foot. And uh, for our Kevin Harvick fans out there, the playoffs look scary right now for Kevin. You think there's not too much opportunity for him to advance. Um, obviously, without any of these guys winning, he's only three points out of the round of 12 uh, right now. Then, you know, if he makes it to the round of 12 and the normal people advance like you think he should, he's only going to start 12 points out of the round of eight. So, other than Larson... Second to 16th is separated by 22 points. That's nothing. That's just over yeah. two stages. Yeah. But. And then if you're Larson, you know, you have the gap from first to second is bigger than the gap from second to 16th. Yeah. It's uh, all that clean air on that, you know, that messed on up totally nose. legal Chevy noses, baby. On those noses, baby, you know, that's something. I would love to have, but obviously can't have that every week now. That since I believe they only won what one race since they got told the noses or told to clear the noses. Um, I believe that I, was I, I think that was only Larson at. Uh, well, Chase has two road course wins since then. Who were they told to cut them off? Was that after Nashville? It was after Nashville, yeah. Okay, so they got then you got Chase at. Uh, you had Kyle at Sonoma, then you had Chase at Road America, and then you had Kyle at uh, Watkins Glen. So, nothing. Uh, oh, yeah, Kyle wants Sonoma, or Watkins Glen. I was thinking Chase won it. Yeah. So, you so, said so, that being predetermined. Yeah. Yeah, so nothing uh, So nothing on the Speedway uh, races that Hendrick has been dominant like they were for those. I mean, you could argue they races. probably should have won Michigan. That was a Hendrick-dominated race. Coulda, woulda, okay. shoulda, baby. So, a late race restart. Yeah. And the non-preferred groove, actually. Yeah, very. Uh, just get the right push. Ryan Blaney back-to-back weeks getting that getting that push on the last restart. Yeah, both from the inside. Yes. And the leader chose the outside. Yep. But we will talk further about the playoffs in the uh, Darlington preview episode later on in the week, where we have a triple header from Darlington. So. Uh, let's move a little forward. This is kind of going back to the in the mirror segment. As you know, Chris Busher got disqualified from a second place finish, but the week wasn't all bad for him. Fifth, third bank announced an extension with the 17 team and Chris Busher moving forward. Uh, I'm sure that doesn't really make them super happy about the whole disqualification, but it might ease the pain a little bit, knowing their future is a little bit more secure. Yeah, especially still with it being a five-year deal. You know, most teams now get a couple years at most, but five years is... Obviously, half a decade. So, we're just seeing them, you know, continue their sponsorship with Josh Fenway is just something big that they want to see. I'm sure Brad will be excited to see that as well. Um, yeah, something good for the sport. Just not only wanting to see people or sponsorships come in, but also keep having sponsorships that want to stay in the sport is just great, too. So, yep. And honestly, if you are a Roush fan, you can – I mean, I would just – I'm not going to say Chris Buescher finished 40th. Like, he finished second. We all know it. It doesn't change anything in terms of the points. He didn't make the playoffs. Newman, you know, that's a double top four for Roush. And I think next season we'll start seeing more results like this. I think Brad's really going to help turn that team around. Yeah. It's like at uh, Homestead, you know, Chris Buescher went up and won a stage. Yep. So, I mean, they, obviously the speed has been there. They've shown flashes of speed at times. They've just never really been able to put a whole race together and get up there and win it, win it, win it. So, 
Yep. So, um, congrats to uh, Butcher and Roush for the sponsorship extension. Let's move on to the Xfinity finish, as this will be the last segment of the show. Um, Evan, you didn't actually get to watch too much of the Xfinity race. I'm going to tell you right now, you didn't miss much. It was a bad race with a fantastic finish. Yep. But I assume you did see the finish, correct? I watched the last, I want to say probably after the last restart I watched. Uh, Colleague, the new DEI, or no? Oh, very much so. I think Colleague might be the new DEI with competent ownership. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's not open the can of worms today. (laughs) Yeah, uh, man. I love Colleague's approach. They don't really care about the race cars. They just want trophies. Yep. When I saw, all of, obviously, if you didn't watch the finish, coming off turn two, A.J. Allmendinger's leading, and Jeb Burton goes to his inside, and then Justin Haley goes to his outside, and they managed to stay three wide for half a lap. They went total team control on that. Like, so. you're not going to make it four wide. Like, yeah. you're pushing one of them to the win. You just got to kind of pick yeah. your poison. And Justin Haley, oh, my God. he is. That should have been his fifth Xfinity plate win, but, you know. He, you know, kind of looked at the apron a few years ago and didn't count. He's got yep. the Cup Daytona win in 2019. Um, Justin Haley is literally a plate racing god. And when he goes cup racing full time, he's going to be. He finished top 10 yesterday. Yeah. So, like, he is going to be one of the dark horse. Like, if, okay, if you bet on sports next year for all four plate races, just put five bucks on Justin Haley. Yeah. If you lose, okay, that's twenty bucks. You probably lost that on the season. If you win, oh my god. Yep. That's like all. Uh, AJ Amaldinger mentioned that you know Justin was his favorite son. So. Uh, I mean, that's a weird relationship they got. Very, but you know I love it. Uh, college just seems to have great, not just you know great teammates, but great chemistry all together. Like they're all like whenever one wins, they all win. Uh, yep. Chris Chris Rice has done. Beautiful job of you know running that team. Uh, Matt Colleague, you know, bringing sponsorship into the sport. You know, you know, we obviously got Cheddar's and Lee Filter keeping him in there. Um, it's just it's just something beautiful that is starting to blossom, especially now with them entering the Cup Series next year. Um, I believe that they will be able to obviously keep their momentum from the Xfinity Series going on to the. Uh, Cup Series, uh, AJ Allmendinger looks to be, if not one of the favorite to win the Xfinity Series championship this year. Um, I believe now he's leading the regular, regular season championship. So, I mean, obviously, just colleague is on top of the world right now. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say. Like, colleague just. Man, plate racing and road courses, they got figured out. They should kind of work on the uh... – I mean, I – The last had, three races, other than the cup race yesterday, that colleague has entered, they've won. So yeah. – Having one hell of a three weekends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. man. So, do you have anything else to say or you want to end it here? Let's just end it here, buddy. All right, so that was episode three of Mirror Driving. I was Brayson, you were Evan, and as always, we'll see you guys next time.